podcast as we syndicate. As a reminder, Wise Up Texas is my platform to inform the South Asian community about Texas and national politics. You can find us on all forms of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and you can check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. Last but not least, you can listen to our recorded podcast on Radio Azad on Coffee Mornings with Aisha. Check us out on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. We're on it all. And remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. Hey, everyone. I'm back, and I'm here to talk to y'all about the upcoming Iowa caucus, which is happening tonight, which is kind of exciting for the Democratic primary field, especially since there's such a large group of candidates uh, the Iowa caucus hopefully will narrow the field down for the for the Democratic Party. In terms of the Republican Party, it seems that Donald Trump is going to be the main contender for the Republican Party, even though there are certain candidates running against him in the Republican primary. But today, I'm here to essentially talk to you all about what is a caucus? How does it work? Did you know that the Republican and the Democratic caucuses are actually administered differently and not equally the same? but they have some similarities while simultaneously having some differences. So we're going to learn about what a, what is a caucus. Think of a caucus pretty much like a big Davut where everybody gets together and they are registered with their respective parties. Uh, they must be registered with a particular party. Uh, they must be 18 by the time of the November election. So if they're currently 17 right now and they will be turning 18 by November, they will be allowed to participate in the caucus. They come together in each precinct to essentially to choose a political candidate. So the caucuses begin at 7 p.m. sharp and can last from one to several hours. The representatives for each candidate will attempt to persuade caucus goers to support their candidate, which can take several rounds until a decision is made. Now, how do Republican caucuses work? Essentially, speeches are made by each candidate's representative. Then each person casts a ballot in a private voting booth, pretty similar to a regular election. Then the votes are counted and the delegates are apportioned by the support each candidate received. Now remember, delegates are what is essentially counted in terms of the caucuses and in terms of who essentially wins the nomination for either the Republican or Democratic Party, and it is also how the Electoral College is eventually counted in terms of the delegates, which is how President Trump became elected because he had met the delegate number, even though uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton in the 2016 elections had gotten the popular vote. So a lot of it has to do with the delegate count. So now we've kind of gotten a broad understanding of how the Republican caucus works, Let's tune in about and learn about how the Democratic caucuses work. So the Democratic caucus is just a little bit more complicated. Again, voters need to be registered with the Democratic Party. They go to the gathering in their precinct and the total number of voters at the caucus are counted. Then the voters discuss amongst themselves. Uh, each candidate, presidential candidate has representatives uh, at each precinct trying to persuade people to vote for their candidate. And then this is the main difference with the between the Republican caucus. Republican caucus goers, again, remind 
just reminding y'all, they essentially vote like on a ballot or on a piece of paper. They write the name and hand in uh, who they want to represent. Democratic caucus goers will actually huddle in their groups. And for each candidate, they'll huddle around a candidate. They probably have like a sign there for which candidate people want to huddle around in their groups. And there is a separate section for those that are undecided. And when that first round goes about, the candidates that don't have at least 15% of the votes are out of the running because they're considered not viable. Now, those caucus goers who had been with the candidate that had less than 15% of the vote, along with those that are undecided, they will be persuaded by the other candidates' groups to try and get them to join their group instead. And in that meantime, this continues on and on uh, until the ones... Uh, the candidates that don't reach the 15% are um, basically out of the running within that precinct. So there can be several cycles of this. It can go on for many, many hours. And once they have decided that the number of candidates that have received at least 15% or above and are considered viable, the delegates then are apportioned uh, respective to the percentage numbers from that precinct. Now that we've covered how each caucus is administered within each political party, you may be wondering what other states have caucuses. Well, Nevada has a Democratic caucus, the Kentucky has a Republican caucus, Hawaii has a Republican caucus, North Dakota has a Democratic caucus, Wyoming has a Democratic caucus, and several other of the U.S. territories also have caucuses. It has been more of a vintage thing, per se, as many states have been moving towards a primary instead of a caucus. And a primary we'll definitely discuss uh, next week as the New Hampshire primary rolls around. But Iowa is the first big state that the presidential candidates have to pretty much um, win. And ever since 2000, whoever has won the Iowa caucus in their respective parties has usually gone on to win the presidential nomination within their party. Now, many people have been having a lot of talks, especially um, former presidential candidate um, Julian Castro, about why Iowa is first when it doesn't accurately represent a lot of Americans, uh, the way America looks today, actually. And Iowa is important essentially because it is first, and it became like that since 1972. Uh, Iowa has kind of the most complex a political system in deciding um, who they want as their presidential nominee. And um, the Democratic Party initially started holding their caucus there first because of the complexity of the process. And it's just been like that ever since. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be changing anytime soon. So Iowa it is. And many of the presidential candidates, uh, you know, when they are beginning to test the waters to see if they're going to run, uh, start having their campaign set up in Iowa. And Iowa also allows them, since it's a much smaller state, to give them one-on-one -on -one, um, feedback or conversations with a lot of the constituents there because they meet at these really small town halls 
or at schools and very, very intimate places, which if you're in a larger state, that probably wouldn't be possible. And that's where Iowa comes in to see, I think, how a candidate can be relatable uh, to the common person and actually get their message across uh, when they are meeting with voters face-to-face -face and having one-on-one -on -one conversation. Whereas when you are in a big, large group setting, as you would campaign in Texas, you're gonna be speaking out to a huge, large crowd and may not get that intimacy that a lot of the Iowa caucus goers are able to get with so many of the presidential candidates. Now, how you think about the fairness of it, that's totally up to you. Again, it has been a controversial subject, but as of now, Iowa is going to be the first one. New Hampshire will be there with their primary on February 11th, so that's something else uh, to look out for. Since we are talking about primaries, I just want to slip in real fast that today is the last day to register to vote if you intend to vote on Super Tuesday, which is the Texas primary. And we intend to give you a little bit more information about primaries and how the Texas primary works, which will be falling on Super Tuesday. So Texas will not be the only state to be watching that Super Tuesday, which will be March 3rd. But if you are not registered to vote, please, please register today. All you need to do is go to votetexas.gov, fill out the form online, print it out, sign it, and mail it. As long as it is postmarked by t today, February 3rd, it will be... Um, you will be able to vote and it is very, very important for you to have your voice heard in the primaries. Again, we'll cover the importance of why you should vote in the primaries because it's not just about the presidents. You'll be voting down the ballot for judges, for your congressional representatives, um, for your state reps. So regardless of which political party you identify with, make sure that you are registered to vote um, because each political party during the primaries will also be having their platform on which you will vote on. So if there's certain things that you do not agree about uh, with your political party on their platform, that is the time most definitely to show up to vote. So this is just another reminder that it is very important for you all to register to vote. Again, go to votetexas.gov or you can go to the elections county office within your county. You can just simply Google it and find the address and go over there and register in person. So please, please register to vote. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast segment. It's really quick, brief, and short about how a caucus works. Uh, the excitement that is building up for the Iowa caucus because it's the first big um, thing about probably winnowing, winnowing a lot of the Democratic candidates. And as we all have been hearing in the news, nobody knows for certain who is going to win. There seems to be a four-way tie between Biden, Bernie, Warren and Buttigieg. So it's going to be really exciting to see how the Democratic primary um, ends out in Iowa. And it may, and I think for the Republican Party, we can kind of assume that President Trump is going to win that and win the primaries out for the Republican Party. But I think the Democratic Party is um, going to be the party to kind of look at to see how things winnow out. Uh, some candidates um, may get a big boost um, in the votes and in a sense, get more media attention and get more funding. So this is really an exciting time in American politics. So I hope you all will be uh, staying, um, keeping in, keeping yourselves informed. Of course, we will be posting on all some forms of our social media about what you can learn about uh, this upcoming caucus and the results. And next week, I will be back to talk to you all about how a 
primary works before the New Hampshire primary begins. And you will learn more about that. And we'll kind of give a little bit of a rundown about how the Iowa caucus turned out. So remember, everyone, register to vote. And let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. Until next time.